Have you ever wanted to put your unique ideas onto a t-shirt or a sweater? Or are you a small business looking for unique apparel to start building your brand? Check out at Simply Sydney for all your unique custom apparel needs. Welcome back. We are on episode four of Happily Mental. Little disclaimer, this podcast is not to be used in replacement of professional help. Whatever professional help looks like to you, whether that is a psychiatrist or if you are into alternative medicine, you could please go talk to an elder in your community or if you're religious, maybe that looks like going to a church for guidance for you. And that's what I wanted to explain and I've put in the description of the episode is a link to a website that explains a bit more about alternative medicine because what I experienced and what I used is more western and for some of you that may not be the best treatment plan. That being said, if you want to ask me questions, send me a message. I'll help you, you know, research some of your options. I'm literally looking up community resources every single day for my classes. With that being said, I would love to tell you a bit about my personal recovery story. So what did I have to do first? I needed to accept the fact that I needed help. If you need to reach out for help, but you're the type of person that usually does things on your own and doesn't like to open up, swallow your pride (laughs) and go get some damn help. And then I also needed to really want to do it for myself. I had this huge support system behind me, but it wouldn't have mattered if I didn't want the help. And it's okay if you're not there yet. It may take you hitting rock bottom like I did to realize that you need help. If you're trying to go through recovery, doing it for someone else other than you, just to make someone else happy, it's not going to stick. So whatever you need to do, whether that be more self-awareness, self-love, realize that you're worth getting better and you're worth more than what you're allowing yourself to be right now, you gotta do it for yourself. So once I was ready, I had to make some hard decisions. The first thing I had to do was stop communication with some of those people in my life that I did unhealthy habits with. For me, smoking weed at the time was off the table completely. I couldn't mix it with the medication I was on. And I know that's a big debate too. I hear some people say, yeah, I stopped taking my medication because I'm self-medicating with weed and it makes me feel better than my medication. So I've stopped taking it and I can't help myself. I say, oh yeah, did you, did your doctor tell you to stop taking the meds? (laughs) I don't like pushing my opinions on anyone. I'll give you the look, like the eyeballs, like, oh yeah, okay. But I won't say anything. If you don't ask for my advice, I try not to give it. So since this is my podcast, I guess I can I can say if you're prescribed medication, do not go off of it and start taking drugs if your your body has a lot of chemicals in them. And if you go off of medication, those chemicals may come into an imbalance and you may find yourself into a little bit of a pickle. Has not told you to do me. I had to cut out people that I was smoking weed with or cut out people that I was buying weed from. So I actually changed my phone number completely. And uh, I remember about two weeks after I was out of the hospital, my friend saw me walking around my apartment building and she pulled over and she got out. She was crying. Oh my gosh, Shana, I haven't seen you in forever. Like, where did you go? We're We're all so worried about you. And I said to her, I was in the hospital for a month for cannabis-induced psychosis. She was like, what? No, that's impossible. Like, it doesn't do that. It grows from the ground. It's a plant. It's organic. And I don't blame her, you know? We didn't know any better back then. It wasn't legal back then. Now you can go to the store, you, you know, read from all the different percentages and 
there's THC and CBD, the weed, Kiva, there's different strands. And back then there wasn't any of that. You just went to literally actually this friend's cousin I bought weed from. Go to your friend's cousin and they have what they have and you buy it and that's it. You don't know what's in it. So it wasn't exactly organic as she was saying. But what did we know back then? So she was fighting me on it. And I was like, I think I know what happened to me. I wasn't really phased by it. And I guess all I have to say about that is if they're your true friends, they will not get upset with you. They will be much more understanding if you're honest with them and just say, I need to fix some things and hanging out right now would be unhealthy for me. So I said to her, I'm sorry, but I don't think I can hang out with anyone right now. It's just not healthy for me. And she was pretty upset by that. She left. She was mad. You need to take care of yourself first. So what did a day in the life look, a, look like for me? <laughs> I had a routine and you might hurt some feelings, but and having something to wake up for in the morning and having structure was very helpful for me. I'd wake up, you know, have a glass of water, brush my teeth, wash my face, whatever. I'd have breakfast. And I was lucky, lucky enough that I could do a couple courses online for the program that I was in instead of just missing out completely because when I was in the hospital, it was like a month before I was supposed to do full time in class of a new program. And of course that was off the table. So I was lucky enough that I could switch to part-time online and I could get a couple credits in and not miss out. So I would work on my online courses and having that to look forward to. And I didn't want to let my parents down. They actually paid for that whole program. So I am so grateful. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. But I didn't want to let them down and I didn't want to let myself down either. I had a goal and it was to complete some credits and I did. And I was eating a lot because I was underweight so physical and mental health go hand in hand and you know if you think about it back before i went into the hospital what was some of the things some of the the signs i wasn't showering i wasn't doing laundry as much as i should have wasn't taking care of myself lack of sleep that happened right before i went into my psychosis so to get better what was i doing i was showering eating healthy mild exercise slept a lot lots of naps so it makes sense if you, you know, when you go for a run or you do a little workout, you feel good afterwards. Like you feel like jazzed up. One thing I had to get over and realize is the universe only throws the punches at us that we can handle and turned into, I'm glad it happened to me because I can handle it and I'm going to get through this. I'm glad it didn't happen to someone else. Eventually my why me's? I wouldn't wish it upon anyone. So I stopped feeling sorry for myself. I was more confident. It took me a long time, like two years, I would say, before I confidently said that I have mental health problems or I've had mental health problems in the past. But once I was able to do that, that's when my public speaking started. I finally opened up to people and told these friends that I'd had for two years in this program that I eventually was able to go back to full-time and I told a couple professors and some of them listened to the podcast so hello I was invited to speak in front of students and share my experiences and started helping people so when you stop letting it control you stop letting it bring you down and make you feel ashamed you have control your illness of any kind physical or mental does not define who you are you are you and it is it i think i said that on in the very first episode don't let it you know consume you and if it's flaring up one day more than it usually does just know that it won't be forever and you write your own story so if you're having a bad day today not going to be forever so this next one this next point i have to talk to you about is very very difficult i think it's the, the most difficult that i had to do um 
so once I was about two years into my recovery, my psychiatrist brought up to me that she thought I could maybe start reducing my, my dosage for medication. And I was pretty excited to hear about that. Um, I had accepted that I might need to be on medication for my whole life. It was, if it was what I needed to do, it's what I needed to do. And that is a good point. Don't let your pride get in the way. Now there's a big stigma around medication. And as soon as you get on it, you're like, oh, okay, when can I get off of it? I don't want to be on this for the rest of my life. Remember that it is for you. Don't let the stigma around medication get in the way of your health. If you need to be on it, you need to be on it. And yeah, like I kind of was excited when she said that we could start lowering my dose, but I also knew that me being on that medication was preventing me from going into a psychosis again, which I did not want. I still don't want. So I was okay with it. So about two years later, she told me we should start trying to reduce the dosage. And as the dose got lower and lower, I was able to experience more of the emotions that I had been suppressed from, I think that's the word, for the past two years. And before that, I was also suppressing those emotions because I was using weed to not feel those emotions. And if you are a regular weed smoker, you know exactly what I'm talking about. If you get anxious, you get sad, angry, smoke some weed, you don't feel anything. Problem solved, right? <laughs> Only for a little bit. And then once you uh, come off of that high, you're going to feel those emotions again. So wouldn't it just be easier to get out a good cry or get a little bit angry? Because if you don't and you keep holding it in, holding it in, you're going to explode and do something you regret or do what I did and punch a floor and break your wrist. I had to learn how to healthfully deal with and go through the hard emotions to go through. As women, we have a stigma around us that if we're emotional, then we're crazy. Oh, she's just crazy. But it's normal to get upset if someone does something that you weren't expecting them to do and upsets you. And there's also such a big stigma around guys crying. You know, men aren't supposed to cry. Man up. And I hope that one day we can get over that stigma because you are able to get over it so much quicker than if you were to just suppress the feelings and prolong pain because it doesn't go away. Sooner or later, it's going to come up. So I want to tell you a story that someone very important in my life told me. I've known her for many, many years and I actually had the privilege of taking one of her courses in college. Her name is Marianne, and she was the first one to invite me to speak to one of her classes to her students. And she told me I could tell you a Mohawk story. So it goes, In many indigenous cultures, life is compared to a kayak journey down a river. You may encounter waves, bump the river banks, you may hit rocks, you may be in shallow waters or deep waters, you may have to go over scary rapids, you may even lose control and capsize your kayak. But a kayak always writes itself, so you will be okay in the end. Okay may not be what you think it should be, but it is what is your destiny. And what I take out of that is, you may have a plan for your life, and that plan may get ruined to shit, but the universe has a plan for you. You're put on this earth for a reason. It will show itself eventually. Look at me. I thought I was going to be an animal cruelty investigator. And then... I get hit with a mental illness and then I'm in the hospital for a month and I go through this crazy psychotic experience and then I start volunteer work where I'm sharing my story with others with family support groups nursing students high school students telling them not to do drugs <laughs> I've even got to talk to 
nurses and doctors and healthcare professionals and mental health professionals, psychiatrists, a huge room full of them. That was so exciting. I got to share with them my story and tell them what helped me and what didn't help me. I got to be the voice for other people that maybe don't have that voice. I'm in school studying mental health and addictions to become a counselor. Who freaking knew? My kayak definitely got flipped. I flipped back around and I ended up in a completely different direction and I'm totally okay with it. Don't let your pride get in the way. Put yourself first. We are meant to enjoy the ride and enjoy the waves. So if you're having to take some time for yourself and put your life on pause to work on yourself, it's all a part of the plan. So with that being said, thank you so much for listening and I will talk to you next week.